The Oakland A's are signing free agents. What? You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, it's that time again, another episode of Locked on A's, your team every day. How you doing? It's Wayne Coy, your host, lifetime A's fan, longtime media dude. Happy to be here every day, keeping you up to date with all that's going on from the Bay Area, originally living in Las Vegas now. Kind of sounds familiar, huh? Thanks for making Locked on A's your first listen every single day. We really do appreciate that. Of course, your comments in the comment section. See, as soon as I asked for comments, you heard Louie, right? That's what we want. We want participation. Maybe not from the dog, but from you. Okay, in the comments section down below, let us know if you're a first-timer, if you're an everydayer. Uh, happy to know that you're here, though, of course, if you're watching on YouTube. And, uh, you know, we are available anywhere you can get a podcast, just about virtually everywhere. And uh, nice to know that you can do that, too. Happy to be in touch with you. And, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, offering you something special during this NFL season. If you're a brand-new FanDuel customer, check it out. A $5 bet, this is a money line bet, just pick the winner, can get you $150 in bonus bets from our friends at FanDuel. Find them. Right there online at fanduel.com slash locked on. And the entire deal is right there. You can read all about it. Download the app and get ready to win. Well, here's a headline you never thought you would see this year. A's signed two free agents. I know. Did the seas part? Did the earthquake? No, just not big names. But making sure that when it comes to spring training this year, there's going to be plenty of arms to choose from. Now, how many of them will be able to stick? Don't know, but a couple players have presented themselves and the A's have gotten busy. David Forst and the gang. Gerardo Reyes has been signed to a minor league deal. Uh, he will presumably be in big league camp and will be vying for a spot in the starting rotation. According to MLBTradeRumors.com, Reyes, only 30 years old, has pitched 37 and two-thirds innings between the Padres and Angels, including nine and two-thirds with the Halos just this last season. Now, he owns a career 7.41 ERA. Yeah, I know. Uh, but check this out. Has averaged 96.7 miles per hour on the heater. So where the velo goes... So it seems does Major League Baseball these days. If a guy can throw hard, going to pay attention. Fan 27% of his opponents. So he's got the strikeout thing going. And, of course, as is the way it goes with most of our pitchers, has had an issue with uh, control. Walks about 11.2%. Home runs, 1.43 homers per nine innings. Uh, so some issues for the hard-throwing righty. Again, control. It's the story. Reyes, a decent track record, though, in a hitter-friendly AAA Pacific Coast League. can tell you that from firsthand experience here watching the Aviators. Uh, they do hit in this league. Fangraphs' Eric Longenhagen ranks him, well, did rank him when he was with the Angels, as one of their top 30 prospects back in 2021. Said that the arm strength and the fastball movement give him a chance 
to be a very effective big league reliever. And Lord knows we got to fix that bullpen. Well, Oakland, probably not the choice destination for a lot of free agents. But when it comes to players like this, where there's a flaw or two, and they're looking for a fast track to the big leagues, it is absolutely a good place. If you don't believe me, ask Sean Newcomb or Zach Jackson or Danny Jimenez. They'll tell you. Well, that's one. How about another free agent? According to Ken Rosenthal, relief pitcher Trevor Gott. Well, first of all, I didn't say starter, so right there you knew I wasn't going there. Somebody did start a rumor, though, that we got Trevor Bauer today. Nah. At least not yet, anyway. It's still possible, I suppose. Travis, Traver, <laughs> Travis, Trevor Gott, that's G-O-T-T. -T. Have you got it straight? Yes, we do. Trevor Gott. Uh, has agreed to a one-year deal with the A's, and uh, he'll be only 31. So you got a 30-year-old, and now a uh, 31-year-old. You kind of see what we're doing here. Uh, we got a lot of kids in camp, so maybe some veterans or at least a couple of players who've had a, a season or two under their belt. Now, a name you're very familiar with, Jason Burke, former host of this exact podcast and great contributor to Sports Illustrated, uh, wonderful writer. We love Jason. And uh, he's the one who gets us all the skinny on some of these players we haven't heard a lot about. Uh, he reminds us that the A's actually have uh, had some experience with Mr. Gott. Didn't go so well for him uh, because he was with the Giants at the time. And uh, they basically uh, schooled him. August 14th, 2020 was the day uh, in just one-third of an inning. Five earned runs, a Matt Olson homer, and a Stephen Piscotty Grand Salami. And that took care of him. And then the very next day, uh, he came into the game, I guess, and gave up a home run to Sean Murphy and also to Mark Canna. So he's got, he's got some familiarity with the A's, just not good. Split 2023 between the Mets and the Mariners, 58 innings, 4.19 ERA, 23.8% strikeout rate, walked 7.3%. And according to Burke, uh, Gott's got a five-pitch mix, which is great. A cutter, especially. That's uh, the main pitch. And then there's a sinker and a four-seam combo and a curveball and a changeup. So I suppose we'll see all of that come spring training. Uh, as the A's again sign another free agent, Trevor Gott. Trevor got a job is what Trevor got. And Gerardo Reyes, a couple of new names for the A's as of today. How about a Las Vegas Stadium renderings update? And you're thinking, What? Yes, here's what's up. Yeah, so about that anyway. I do have a minor update, though, on the schools over stadiums thing. So check this out. You know this group. We've had them on. We've talked to Alexander Marks. Uh, these are uh, teachers, union-backed uh, pack. Uh, that have gotten together and have decided to get this thing on the ballot. They don't like the fact that $380 million in public funds has been allotted uh, to a, uh, a billionaire by the Nevada legislators. So they're trying to get it on the ballot. Uh, first go-round, though, didn't go so well. They were actually beaten in court. A judge ruled against their petition for the referendum. So they have now gone back and appealed that. And here's the update, like I told you. It's a small update, but according to Alexander Marks, small procedural motion 
to expedite the appeal has uh, apparently been okay. It's a good thing in the Nevada referendum petition. Uh, they've got a deadline for this month, I guess, and the court has a deadline for next month, uh, early next year, because next month is next year. Uh, best guess scenario, according to Marx, is that they should have some sort of say by the end of January, possibly into February, so we'll see. And now if their appeal is successful, well, then it's green light go, get the signatures and try to get on the ballot. If indeed it is not successful, then, of course, they can repetition. That process will take a while to be trying to get a speedy outcome if indeed that is the case. Speedy outcomes are what FanDuel is all about. They want to very quickly put some money in your pocket. So we love that. I know you do. It's football season. We're in the thick of it. Uh, these are the games that really do matter. And, of course, it's even more fun if you're involved, and you can be with FanDuel. Download that app. It's very easy to do. And then after you got the app downloaded, why don't you go ahead and make a bet, a $5 money line bet, if you're a new customer and you get it right, if your team wins, $150 in bonus bets for you. And we're talking about, of course, the spread, the player props, which are always fun, the overs, the unders, whatever it is you'd like to bet, you can with the FanDuel app, and they take football very seriously. Seriously, putting some cash in your account. That's what I'm talking about. So let's do that with FanDuel. Check them out at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. And take advantage of the awesome deal that they're giving you right now. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Well, we like to be on Twitter or X. Does anybody call it X? I mean, seriously. I feel like I have to because that's their name, but I know no one who refers to it as X. So it's just Twitter, right? Anyway, uh, we went up on Twitter and, and asked you about your close encounters of the A's kind. Uh-huh. We are not alone. We're here. Have you ever met an A's player, especially if you've met them like away from the stadium? And if you have... Was it cool? I mean, it's okay if you met him at the ballpark, right? Uh, so we asked for your stories, and boy, did we get them. So let's uh, let's dive right in. Kind of curious to know if you've had a good or bad experience with an A's player. And first of all, we'll start with a girl for God 80. That's A G R L four G O D 80, who says, "I've met so many, it's hard to pick just one. Most of them are very nice. Some of them are super nice and humble." A few not as friendly. I know what you mean. Uh, and says, I have no idea. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. Ruben Sierra. Because here's the thing. Depending upon when you catch a player, sometimes you get, you know, you're asking at a bad time. It's they're getting ready to eat. They're with their family, whatever. Understand that. Now, if all you're doing is walking to your bus and you're walking with a couple of other players and a young person, especially a kid comes up to you and says, hi, or could I have an autograph or Mr. So-and-so in this case, Ruben Sierra, Mr. Sierra. Uh, well, Ricky Henderson happened to be walking with Ruben Sierra. So maybe that was the issue. Maybe because my son asked Ricky for his autograph. That's why Ruben felt offended because, because little Ian didn't ask Ruben. I don't know. 
All I know is uh, he was extremely rude. And anybody who knows me will tell you that I don't suffer fools at all. So uh, it didn't take me but a minute. Hair on a biscuit. I was all up in that grill. I don't care if he's Ruben Sierra and he's a millionaire. I told him what I thought, which was that he was extremely rude. And I wasn't okay with that. And we pay your salary, buddy. Anyway, got the dirty look. Ricky kind of gave us the shrug like, look, it's not up to me because Sierra was pretty much guiding him through the parking lot. Met Ricky a couple times, actually, and we'll talk about uh, one of those encounters in just a minute. But anyway, you're right, though. Uh, you are absolutely right. A girl forgot 80. Sometimes they are super nice, and we'll have plenty of those stories. But sometimes, yeah, not so much. John Fortnite Kennedy at Durst Impression. My dad and I used to attend games together all the time. He went down to the front with a ball and Coco Crisp motioned for him to toss it over. He did. And then Coco signed it and tossed it back. You know, that's a thing now, right? You see fans playing catch. They're up in the stands, players on the field. I've seen it happen where they're just playing catch before the game. <laughs> I mean, cool enough to play catch with your dad, but Coco Crisp, hello. He says, to this day, my dad loves to tell people about his little game of catch with Coco Crisp. Thank you, John. Bossy Ozzy. I ran into Dave Stewart, smoke, in the concourse. While the national anthem was going, he is one of the sweetest dudes out there. I wonder if they were talking during the anthem. Not supposed to do that, Dave. At Tempo Trainer, three years ago, about an hour before opening night. I was walking into the downtown San Leandro Safeway, and as I was walking, a man was walking out. I did a double take. I stopped. I said, Ricky? He turned around, and I said, I'm sorry to bother you. I just want to thank you for all the great years. He smiled, and when I introduced myself, he shook my hand, and went, we went to the parking lot stunned i went into the store and asked a few people including the manager did you see ricky henderson did you see him and they said no nobody recognized him amazing to meet him and amazing that he went unnoticed yeah i get that thank you tempo trainer especially with somebody like ricky right he's got that face everybody knows jason burke there's that guy again at by jason b when i was in college i met rich harden and Houston Street, now there's a combo, got your starter and your closer. They were at In-N-Out Burger. Very friendly, even though there were a group of us there. And I'm thinking it would have been different if you'd said, uh, hey, you guys want to go animal style? Might not. Animal style? Might not. Might not have got the same reaction, Jason. Ken Longman, a.k.a. The Longman. I worked for the Midland Rockhounds in 2011, Grant Green, Andrew Kerrigan, Sonny Gray, and many others. Tom Lawler at Thomas E. Lawler. Oakland Coliseum, 1994, was in the outfield grass, leading a post-game fan event. Players walking by in street clothes on the way to the parking lot. I called out to Ricky Henderson, I really liked your book, Confessions of a Thief. He turned around and said, keep reading, brother, <laughs> and then kept going. I got a Ricky story for you. Up in Minneapolis at the uh, Metrodome, which is where they played them, the Twins. This would be late 80s, probably 87, 88. Um, 
Ricky's with the A's. So it must have been 89, right? Because, yeah, they traded for him, got him back. So it was 89. Maybe, maybe 90. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm there, trusty tape recorder, microphone, talking to Ricky about stealing bases, and he's being great. He's telling you know me, well, you know, basically, what's the thing he likes to say? Based upon the fact, based upon the fact that I get a good lead, I get a stolen base. So he's he's telling me how he steals off the pitcher more so than anything else. And I'm leaning into it. I'm like, this is really cool. And he's like, mid sentence. How do I do this on this podcast? Anyway, mid-sentence answering the question, he goes, I got to take a, yeah, gone. That fast, Ricky was away from me, away from my microphone, and headed to the clubhouse to take care of his pregame business. I have it on tape. It's in my storage unit, and I've got it, and it is, it's hilarious to listen to. But Ricky, just mid-sentence, he's talking about, yeah, well, you know, basically, I just steal a base. Yeah, I got a ticket. And off he goes. Hey, he's human. We all have to. And you got to go. You got to go, especially at that time of the day. I mean, it's batting practice is wrapping up, and you're getting ready to play a game. You got a couple hours. You You may not have another opportunity. So I'm sure he felt bad about ending our interview so abruptly. But, man, is it fun to listen to. Kelly Baker at Horn of Gondor. Love it. Met Mark McGuire at Zebras in Berkeley during the strike year. We're looking at this huge glass case of bongs. And he walked in. And my friend whispers, hey, look, it's Mark McGuire. His girlfriend proceeds to shout out, who's Mark McGuire? He laughed. We laughed. He shook hands with us. Awesome. Thank you. Tony Rodriguez. Tony at or at Tony94556. Dan Heron and his wife at Walnut Creek Chipotle, or was it Buckhorn Grill? I forget. Either way, we were low-key. He was friendly, seemed to appreciate the low-key approach. Now, that I can tell you. If they're eating, first of all, etiquette says don't bother them if they're having a meal. Don't bug them if they're with their family. So that was that's the way it's supposed to work, see? So you saw Dan Heron. Very nice, very low-key. You didn't bug him. It's cool. Tommy Malone, same thing. We just saw him uh, a couple of years ago. I mean, when was he here? 2017, 18? Anyway, we were at uh, Red Robin in Pleasanton um, over there by Walmart. Yeah, which is closed now, I, I just heard. And uh, he was in there with his family. We didn't bug him, but, you know, I knew who he was. So I was like, uh, hey, Tommy, pitch great today because he had pitched. And he said, thank you. And that's it. Those kind of moments, that's the way that you should handle it, first of all. And secondly, the takeaway is great because you're like, you know, I respected him. He respected me back for respecting him. That's kind of how that rolls, right? Go all the way back to like 1981. And me and a couple of friends were at Denny's in San Leandro after the game. And we see Dave Revering, who was the A's first baseman. And he was in there by himself, having a bowl of chili. And again, we didn't want to bug him, you know, but we were like, it's Dave Reverend, right? One of our favorite players at the time. So we went up to him, all of us collectively, and, and I think there were three of us, and we went up and we just said, hey, Dave, so nice to see you. And, uh, you know, you're great. And, you know, who knows what else spewed out of our mouths. Uh, and then we sort of got the hint, which is, oop, he's trying to eat, leave him be. So we went back to our table, finished up. You know, he had left already. We go up to pay our bill. 
Guess what? Dave paid it for us. Yeah. Hostess said, you don't have to worry about it. The gentleman that was here took care of that. Never forget that. So cool. So, yeah, just treat the players nicely, and they'll treat you nice, too. Uh, Storm Castle at Storm Castle, a great story. We're going to have to probably condense, but it's how I became an Oakland A's fan. During my summer vacation between the third grade and the fourth grade, my dad got a new job in Modesto. So we had to move from Sacramento to Modesto. Here I was, totally unknown city, no way to make friends because school was out. So I got on my bike and I rode around my new neighborhood to have a look around. One day I found John Thurman Field. And I was so excited, I rode home to tell my dad what I'd found. Modesto has a minor league baseball team, which at the time was the affiliate of the Oakland A's. Well, that weekend, my dad took me to my very first baseball game. We sat on the third base side right next to the A's dugout. Most of the time, it was just me and my dad. But sometimes my younger sister, Dee, would also come and join us. My dad loved teaching us how to talk trash to the umpires. It's my favorite part about this whole letter. Anyway, she uh, says every game I would bring a glove, a hat, whatever was the free item giveaway or the game day program to get as many autographs as I could. And one time I attended a game in which Jose Canseco was playing with the Modesto A's. And during one of his at-bats, he cracked his bat. I was near the dugout when the bat boy was walking back. I asked for the bat, making sure to say please because there were other kids also asking for it. I got it and I still have it. How cool is that? Got yourself a Canseco bat. And I guess uh, eventually won some tickets to go see the Oakland A's play and said that's uh, how Storm Castle. I say she, but I guess I don't know, right? Could be he. Anyway, uh, thank you for the letter. I love the story. And that's how you got the fever. And that's exactly what happens. You get infected young and you become a fan. And that's the point, I guess, we've been making over and over and over again about the whole Oakland A's thing, which is that it's generation after generation, and we've all got these stories. And they're just they're, they're heartwarming to hear and kind of bittersweet because, you know, who knows how many more of these we're going to be able to tell, right? Well, we got the A's quiz, and, of course, uh, this date in A's story, that's coming up next. But Locked On has launched something very cool. It's the first ever 24-7 streaming sports network. It's called Locked On Sports Today. And you get it all, baseball, football, hockey, basketball, from all around the country. The big stories, of course, were on it. And you can get nice regional flavor as well. So uh, check it out. In fact, I'm going to send you over there as soon as this is over, and you can see for yourself. Locked on Sports Today, the very first 24-7 sports streaming network. Hope you'll check it out. All right, this day in A Street. Are you ready? How about we go to 1980? An American League Cy Young Award winner and free agent Bob Welch. Well, I said 80. I meant 90, okay? Uh, had a great year. And, of course, everybody was thinking, sure, he had a great year, but then he's going to leave us, right? Somebody's going to give him a bunch of money. Well, didn't happen. He re-signed with the A's, thankfully, and another great year, Bob Welch. You thought he was going to be a lifetime Dodger, didn't you? And then he ended up playing for the A's. Hey, it was 2002, a four-way trade on this date in A's three. Who'd we get? Well, we got a Rubio Durazo. Yeah. Very serviceable. Uh, some big hits in the postseason as well. Got him from the Diamondbacks. And what did we give up? It was a, it was one of those bunch of teams involved. So here's how it worked. 
And this was at the winter meetings, by the way. The A's get Durazo from the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks got Elmer Dressens, who uh, sported the fifth best ERA in the National League. That's who they get from the Reds. And then the Reds got shortstop Felipe Lopez from the Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays get Jason Arnold from the A's. Kind of complicated, but it all worked out for everybody, sort of. I think we actually got the best of that. That's one of those Billy Bean deals where you go, well done. Well played, Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean. 2010, pitcher Rich Harden met Jason Burke, and then after that was over said, I'm going to sign a one-year deal with the A's. And that's exactly what he did, coming back to the team that he first pitched for in the major leagues, which meant many more visits to the in and out to hang out with Jason and his buddies. Also in 2010, Hall of Famer Bob Feller on this date passed away at the age of 92. Rapid Robert, who made his major league debut at the tender age of 17 for the Cleveland Indians. Lost a good part of his prime, by the way, by uh, going away and serving his country, which of course is something we all appreciate about him. Uh, U.S. Navy, World War II. Spent his entire career with Cleveland and posted 620 win seasons, three no-hitters, led the Indians to their last world championship back in 1948. And you're like, okay, that's all great and everything, Wayne, but this day in A's three, what has that got to do with the A's? Nothing. But it does have something to do with me because I got to bat against this guy in a, a media baseball game, a little exhibition in the minor leagues, because I was the play-by-play -play guy for the uh, for the team. So I got to do it. And uh, I can tell you this, I made him pretty mad. Because Bob Feller, who at that time was, had to be in his 70s, right? Definitely took himself very seriously. He, he wasn't playing around. Um, and I got a hit off him. I mean, I hit a, I'm not going to say it was a screaming line drive, but I hit it over what would have been the shortstop's head and into the outfield. And uh, he glared at me all the way back to the dugout. Didn't like it at all. Very, took it very seriously. In fact, I thought I better not bat again, because if I do, he's probably going to knock me down. Yeah. But I can go to my grave saying I got a hit off Bob Feller, Hall of Famer. Sup with that. So that's why I brought it up. I want to talk about that. Happy birthdays. We got him. Former AL Rookie of the Year and Oakland A's starter, Stan Bonson. Now, he didn't win the Rookie of the Year for the A's. I think he won it while playing for the Yankees in 1968. Well, he's 79 today. Had uh, three solid seasons for the White Sox. And then the Council Bluffs Iowa native found himself in green and gold. Traded to the A's. In 1975, went 6-7, and 3.24 ERA as a starter. And then 14 starts is all he got in 1976 because Chuck Tanner pretty much is one of those, uh, I'm going to use the same two pitchers over and over. So Vita Blue got a lot of work. Stan Bonson didn't get much. He went 8-7 and seven, uh, for the season and then got traded to Montreal for Mike Jorgensen in early 1977. Now these days, Bonson still very busy works at a Florida radio station, and he uh, is involved with the cruise lines. He likes to get the former athletes and celebrities on the cruise ships, you know, to do Q and A's and stuff like that. So he's a, what they call that? A liaison, French for guy who puts stuff together. Former A's skipper Art Howe, 
celebrating his 77th birthday today. I feel bad for him because if you watched Moneyball, you would think he was the biggest jerk that ever lived, right? Philip Seymour Hoffman, and in that movie, the whole portrayal was Art Howe is just, you know, not a nice guy, and that he and Billy Bean were at each other, which there is some truth to that. I think there were they were estranged by the end of his run, but uh, it was a run, and we have to give him credit. Seven years as the A's manager, and from 2000 to 2002, he led the team to 91, 102, and 103 win seasons. And, of course, they made the playoffs every single one of those years. So, you know, don't sleep on that, right? 1996 to 02, Art Howe, heck of a player for the Houston Astros and then Oakland A's manager, and I tip my cap to him. I can't because I have headphones on. I'd knock them off. But, Art, I think you're okay, and I think they did you wrong in that movie. But I guess it made for a good movie. Pride of Mobile, Alabama, Jimmy Sexton. Is 72 today. Happy birthday to him. Played for the A's back in 1981. He was on those Billy Ball teams, 81 and 82. Pretty fly for a white guy. He could run, steal some bases, and uh, that he did. June 6, 1983, he was DFA'd. The A's eventually released him. Uh, but he was here for a minute, and that team actually made the playoffs. So congratulations to uh, Jimmy for his time with the A's. And happy birthday today, 72. All right, it's time for our A's quiz. Yesterday's question, I promised you to give you the answer. It was, again, uh, in a nutshell, 20 years ago in 2003, the A's drafted 42 players. Of those 42, only six actually made the major leagues. And of those six, only two did anything of note, and really only one. And that was the one we wanted to ask you about. See if you could figure it out. 162 homers, played his entire major league career with the same team, National League team? Did you figure out who it was? You know? Do you know? Do you know? Well, if you said Andre Ethier, you'd be right. You got it right. Congratulations. Here's today's question. In this century, only four 21-year-olds have ever played for the A's in the 21st century. Non-pitchers, okay, position players. Tyler Soderstrom last year. Jordan Diaz in 2022. Franklin Barreto, remember him, 2017, and who was 21 in 2007? That's the blank. You fill in the blank, you get it right. Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Hey, we made it to the end here together. Thank you for that. Thumbs up if you're liking what you're seeing and hearing. And you know what else? That helps you share the channel, which is how we grow. So this is how we do it. Do it and know that it's appreciated. Thank you. And subscribe as well. That way you never miss an episode, okay? Locked on A's, your team every day. It's what we do. Take a minute to, uh, to share the word if you can. Let people know we're here. I appreciate you for hanging out. My name is Wayne Coy. We're going to do this again tomorrow, okay? Every day, your team, the Oakland A's, it's what we do. And until then, you 